All right, welcome into episode 56, all about fostering your current team. This is part two of our team discussion on the Writer Podcast. So if you didn't listen last week on episode 55, talking all about the hiring processes for new team members, go check it out. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. Today, we're talking all about what you need to have in place to have a successful training time with your team and what you should be doing to foster that relationship with your team members and create them into leaders. Brooke is here again to talk with me about her perspective on being the, on the team here at Render. So Brooke, will you tell our audience a little bit about you and maybe how the, your first four or five months has, have been so yeah. far? Hey guys, I'm Brooke. I've introduced myself a few times, but again, I am the content manager here at Render and it's been the best ever. My first four months, well, let me start at my first like week. Because I don't know if we ever like really dove into, um, on the last episode, if we dove into what you guys do once you start training. I don't think we talked anything about that. I think we just talked about how do you get someone to the finish line. Well, I feel like this kind of goes hand in hand with fostering your current team, like yeah, fostering definitely. your brand new hires. So I was amazed whenever I came in on my first day and they had created this whole um, SOP for me that basically was like, I don't know, 10 pages long of my entire job description, what type of platforms I would be managing. And it was just so descriptive and had the brand colors and all of those things, which also made it like really fun to see that they really cared about all the details. So I think we did my training for like a week, I would say. I think we had like the strict training for a week yeah. straight. And then I think we did like you trying it out and training you simultaneously for the next couple right. of weeks or right. so. Right. So I just remember coming in and feeling like I have such a clear expectation of what my job is and what I should be doing because it's all like written on paper, literally, to, for me to refer back to if I needed. So, yeah, um, that was really great. And I've ever since I felt like we've just, you guys are really communicative. And I'm sure we'll talk about that more today, just being super openly communicate a lot with your team. And yeah, it's been great. Awesome. Well, Brooke was hired in December of 2020. So if you're listening to this when it comes out in April of 2021, it's been a little bit. So um, I'm glad that you enjoy being on the team. That's exciting. <laughs> um, so she talked a little bit about training um, already. So when it comes to training, we want to be super communicative. So I'm so glad that that was well received because yeah. that was the input into it. Um, we want to make sure that this person has everything that they need to be able to do their job successfully and that they don't feel like they have to ask us 20 million questions. They have what they need at their fingertips. Although you could ask questions if you want, we are open to that. However, we want you to be um, 
kind of given as much as you need beforehand. And we also like to make sure that you are given what you need for your position, but also for other positions as well. You should have a well-rounded um, idea about what it looks like to be on the team here. So while Brooke is our content manager, she also knows a little bit about events and a little bit about interiors and a little bit about education. And so we've cross-trained everybody on the team to be able to um, kind of understand the capacity of what it is. It's also really important for someone who's in a content manager position because they're taking all aspects of the business and forming them into a social media platform or whatever we're putting together content-wise. Mm-hmm. So I do encourage anyone who is hiring anyone to cross-train them as much as possible. Show them everything that they need to know and more because it's only going to create um, more knowledge in that person to be able to do their job better. Yeah, The very first day... I'm pretty sure it was like a render education day. My first day was like, here's all these terms that you're going to hear. Here's who we are, what we do, all the things before we really dove into my, what my job actually was. Yeah. So Kaylee and I had a fun time trying to put this together and we did this for our our last hire before you as well. We put together um, kind of render university. Mm -hmm. So obviously our business name is render We put together Render University and you had um, day one was Render University 101, 102, 103, 104, and 105. And so the first day was kind of like the first day of college. You know, you go and you get your syllabus and you kind of understand a little bit more about what the class is about. Um, You're not necessarily doing assignments yet. You're just kind of getting your feet wet, right? And so that's what we did with Brooke. We kind of gave you the terms and said, hey, this is uh, who Render is. I know that you've gotten to know that throughout the training process or through the hiring process, but here's a little bit more story to it. Here's more background. Let's tell you the full story of how we came to be where we are right now. Um, And then I think we took you out to lunch that day too, if I remember right. Yeah. So we wanted to get Brooke out of her environment here at the office and um, really get to know her on a personal level as well. So I don't think we talked really anything about business over lunch. We wanted to get to know you as a person. Um, Typically, when you work somewhere 40 hours a week or so, um, you're with those people more than you might be with your partner in life. You might be with those people more than you're with your kids or with family members. And so we want to get to know each other because we are kind of a family here. And so we wanted to get to know you before we kind of dove into everything. And then Because we have multiple um, sections of the business, you could say. We have interiors and we have events and we have education. We separated those out into different days. And so I think you learned all about events on the first day, all about education on the third day, and then all about interiors on the fourth day, and then kind of a rounded out on the fifth day of training. And so we wanted to make sure we were super communicative. She mentioned SOPs. So... I believe we have a podcast episode about SOPs. If we do, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, But an SOP is a standard operating procedure. It's the how you do what you do, the step-by-step processes of how you do what you do. And so for a position such as a content manager or a sales role or a marketing role or really any role in your business, there's probably some expectations with that role of how it should be done. And so we put together SOPs for um, her position specifically, and then gave her SOPs for the different tasks that she was going to be doing. So we had an SOP for how you edit the podcast. We had an SOP 
for how you create the social media graphics. We had an SOP for every little piece of her position and then just put it all together into one big document. Mm -hmm. So how um, helpful was that to you as someone who was coming onto a new team, not really knowing what you were doing yet? I mean, extremely helpful. I mean, in any other past job, you kind of just, I've gotten like somewhat of a training and, you know, you just kind of have to remember things. And I'm a very visual learner, which I'm sure a lot of people are. And so for me, being able to like see it already written down is very helpful for me. And I don't know, just something about seeing it listed out is just very helpful. We also had an employer employee handbook for you as well. Um, I'm sure you haven't looked at it since we gave it to you because most people don't. Um, But in the employee handbook, I want to say it's like 12 or 13 or 14 pages long or something Mm -hmm. like that. We also put out the expectations that we have of all of our employees when they come to the office and when they are representing the company. And so things like um, how we expect you to dress when you come to the office we don't really expect you to come in your pajamas, for example, right. to the office, unless we have like a pajama day or something, which we've never had, but um, <laughs> maybe we should, maybe you should have a pajama day. Um, but we want to make sure that we are expecting and communicating our ex- expectations out of our employees. And so um, I think in there, I think it's for all employees. So like our delivery crew, I think you got to know what they wear on our deliveries and you got to know what you know, we show up like here at the office. Um, I think we talked about, you know, what your uh, personality should be when you're representing the company, the terms that you should say when you're representing the company, such as uh, one of our key words that we say is joyful. We're joyful here. Uh, We say it was a joy to work with you. We say in our email signatures, joyfully Brooke or joyfully Cam or joyfully Kaylee or joyfully whoever. We got to um, give you kind of the framework to what is it like to be a person that represents the brand instead of just showing up just to show up. So how how helpful was that? I mean, we also had in there like um, workers comp and we had your vacation schedules and we had days off that, you know, we've already deemed our days off like Christmas and New Year's right. and stuff. So what was that like? Was that super helpful? Have you had that in past jobs? Um, I'm sure I've had an employee handbook before, but not necessarily one that goes to the extent of saying like, this is the type of verbiage that we, we use here. You know, I feel like more than anything, that handbook just helped me understand you guys and the brand a lot better. Um, especially since I would be running all of the social media and all of that, I think that was really important. And same for if, you know, whenever we are deciding to hire a new salesperson or whatever, I think it's just really important for them to understand like who we are, what we do, and the things that are most important to our brand. Yeah. So those are the the documents that I would always recommend when you first hire someone is first that employee handbook, any SOPs that you have for your employee or for the positions or the tasks that that employer is doing, and then some sort of a training plan, some expectation of like, hey, Here's what your next couple weeks look like, because I'm sure it's scary walking in on the first day being like, I have no clue what the next two weeks look like. I know I'm going to be here, but I don't know what I'm doing. And so thinking through that ahead of time versus them showing up and you scrambling, trying to get paperwork for them to fill out. Yeah, it made me feel like that you guys cared a lot about me and valued 
me coming into the company? Because I know that the whole reason you did that was to help me in my position so that I would know what to do. All right, start on Instagram. Here you go. It would have been way, I would have not felt near as supported, you know? Right, right. And we've certainly done that in the past. I know with Kaylee, um, because she was my first hire and I didn't know better. I was like, I don't know what to give you, but here's our Instagram account. I literally, so I hired Kaylee literally the day before I gave birth to my child, to my second child. I was in the hospital, literally in the hospital waiting room when she called and she was like, Hey, I was just calling to follow up on my interview. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I meant to call you. Yes, you're hired. But the thing is, I'm actually at the hospital right now about to give birth to my child. So. And then it's Christmas and then, you know, I have to recover from giving birth to a child because that's a big Mm -hmm. thing. And I was, I think I told her, I was like, here's our Instagram passwords and our Facebook passwords. Just like get to know the brand and post a couple things. And she was like, uh, okay. okay." And, um, I said, you know, get to know the brand over the next couple weeks and on January, whatever, like January 10th or something. Let's meet at the office and I'll see you then. And I fully expected coming into the office, she wouldn't show up. I was like, she's not going to stay. Like I was terrible, you know, hiring process. She didn't have a hiring process or a training process at all. Right. And here she is. She's still here. She's still here. (laughs) I would say, I mean, do you think that that made, by just throwing her in, do you think it made things more confusing for you guys and more difficult? 100%. I wonder if, yep. which hindsight, you know, obviously you can't go back in time and everything works out for a reason, but I just wonder if that first day, if you had had like an SOP and like had you had thought about all the things that you didn't want on your plate anymore, mm-hmm. probably would have been yeah. more clear. So yeah, there's a difference in hiring out of urgency or hiring out of stress or overwhelm versus hiring out of a right. need. Um, and so that's the difference between you and Kaylee. Kaylee was hired out of an overwhelm and out of like, ah, I need to hire somebody. Um, and I mean, yeah, we were overwhelmed with the content and needed to hire someone, but it was out of a need. And we got to really kind of dive into what that looked like versus, you know, being stressed and all that. So certainly there's people who are listening to this who are a solopreneur. They're just ready to get hired, get someone on their team. Um, but I would encourage you, I didn't have this education when I started hiring, which is why I'm providing it for everyone who's listening. And so what I would recommend is before you go on and hire, really think intentionally about that process of not only the hiring process of interviews and such, but also once you actually get them on your team. If you're going to be super intentional with the train or with the um, hiring process and the interviews and wanting to get the right person on your team, you have to back that up with a good training process and a good team process as well. I mean, as someone who went through both, if you were to have shown up on your first day and we were like, here's our Instagram account, like ready, go. Knowing that you had just gone through this really intentional interview process, would it have felt- I've been so confused. I do. I think y'all's interview process really set the bar high for like what my expectations would be whenever I came in. And so I would have been like really confused, which I kind of had done some parts of my job in the past, but like I'd never 
really written blogs for companies. I'd never done email workflows, none of that. So I'm really thankful that you know you guys trained me the way you did. Right, right. So I think, you know, if you aren't going to be as intentional with your hiring process, then you might not have to be as intentional about your training process. But I think if you are pulling someone on the team and you hope to have this person there for a long time, be intentional with it. Just be intentional with it. Yeah, agreed completely. Awesome. Okay, so when you were hired, so we kind of talked through the hiring process. We talked about through the training process. Now that you're on the team and you're part of our team, you're not in training anymore, you know what you're doing, how important is those weekly meetings that we do all together? And do you feel like you are supported as someone on the team um, in your role? Yeah, I would say, I mean, I think they're really important. I would say they're probably more important for everyone who's more involved with the event side, because we always do like a um, weekly kind of rundown of what's going to be going down that week as far as events go. And it's nice for me to sit in on that and know what's going to be happening if I need to be at those events or whatever. Um, But it's also just nice to like have everyone together. I feel like there's not many times during the week that you get to sit down and be like, this is us time, you know, where we can just talk. And so one of my favorite things that we do at Render is we always go through um, all of our core values and we hand out like who we think embodied which core value. And then we also go through and say something that we're grateful for and we celebrate a win within our position. And it always just kind of grounds me for the week. I know that's the intention behind it, but it's just nice to actually say out loud, like, this is what I'm grateful for. Um, and it really just helps me reflect. And I think everyone else on the team appreciates it too. So I think the team meetings are amazing. Yeah. And, and what she's talking about when it comes to the core values and, you know, handing those out to people, how we do that. And you're welcome to go to our website and go check out our core values. But we have six core values and um, everyone reads a different one every time based on what you were gifted the week before. And so we look for people on our team that embodied that core value. So, for example, we choose joy is one of our core values. It just talks about choosing joy again and again and again, even when you don't want to. And so whoever had that the week before says, okay, I think Brooke chose to be joyful this week, even when it may have been tough. And so Brooke, now you have this core value. And then the next week, she gets to give that core value to somebody else. For example, Cam got the plan to succeed core value this week. And so she gets to keep it on her desk until next Monday. Yeah, and it's nice to keep on your desk too. Like I have mine on my desk. Um, I think everybody who gets their core values keeps it in their desk or their workspace or wherever they are. And it just kind of reminds us, it grounds us throughout the week. When I look at that plan to succeed, I'm like, oh yeah, I need a plan to succeed. Like I need to actually keep living that out. Um, And so I think it's just really, really great. We started doing that, gosh, before COVID. And then when COVID hit, it was a little more difficult to get those because we weren't seeing each other on a weekly and daily basis. But um, yeah, we started doing that about a year, maybe two years ago. And it really has made a difference. And it has really unified our team um, and, and brought us together, especially during COVID when life was tough. Life was tough. Business was tough. Like everything was tough. And for us to ground ourselves was super important. Yeah. I love that. 
And then you mentioned we do the gratitude and the celebration. So that beginning is every single week is exactly that. We start with our core values. We talk about something that we're grateful for. And that can be in your personal life. It can be here at the office. Uh, John's almost every time is he's grateful for our team. His favorite is favorite. Like, surely there's got to be other things you're grateful for. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so grateful that you're grateful for our team. But there's other things. Um, and then you celebrate a win. So a win for me this next week, spoiler alert, uh, Brooke, is that we are batch uh, podcast recording all of the podcasts for April. And so um, that's a win for me and my position. So um, that's just an example of kind of what we do. So those weekly meetings truly are just like a very intentional time for us to come together as a team. And really talk about life and talk about what's going on in our lives. And usually at the end, we say like, all right, anything else? Like, what else can we talk about? Um, and I think we all try to come up with something to talk about because we're like, we cherish this time together. It really connects us and, and brings us together. It's kind of like having, you know, a relationship with a girlfriend or something. And, you know, you're, you're having this friendship and you want to be with each other as much as possible to grow your friendship with someone. That's how it is here at the office. We want to, we genuinely like yeah. each other um, and want to be around each other. And so it's yeah, fun. I know. That's my favorite part. One of my favorite parts of working here. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad we, we do that then. Another thing that we try to kind of embody, I don't know that we talk about it all the time, but we do try to really focus on the team, the team, the team, the team. It's not an I effort. It is a team effort on everything. Um, sometimes I have to catch myself by saying like, oh, I'm the owner of this really successful business. And like, while that might be true, I also have a team that makes it successful. Like the reason we are so successful as a business is because of the awesome team that has been here, whether they were here for a month or two or whether they've been here for three and a half years, like Kaylee, like this is a team and we are all a team going towards a greater effort um, to serve our community. And so, you know, one thing, I don't think we necessarily say it all the time, but I think the mentality generally here at the office is a team effort versus, you know, me and my position. And this is what I do. We all work together. Right. Like on shoot days, it's not just Kaylee going out there. It's like all three of us usually. Right. 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 Well, and, you know, when it comes to the podcast, like it is a team effort. And just one quick example of that is we share an office all together. We don't have separate offices. Um, and that was a very intentional thing that I decided to do with the team. I used to, in our old office in Carrollton, where we were, we had multiple offices, so we could do that. Um, and I had my own office and then the team had the team office. And it really separated me from the rest of the team, which was not intentional. I just had a lot on my plate and was doing a lot of things. And so I needed a bigger space. And I was in the middle of putting together Rental Biz Academy. And I was in the middle of kind of learning myself how to do what we do today. And so I just needed that quiet time. And so for the time being, it made sense for me to have my own office so I could really focus and not get distracted. But after that, in feeling like I was so far removed from the team, I said, you know what, I might be at the top of this business and making the decisions and running the teams. 
but I need to be with the team. Like if I'm going to love on my team and be with my team, I need to be with the team. And so we share an office all together. Um, right now I'm in, I'm in like our studio. Brooke is in the office right now. But um, we really try to focus on being a team and being connected with each other throughout everything. Yeah. And it's easy too. I mean, if like Brooke, for example, has a question about the podcast, she can just turn her chair real quick and ask me a question or I can ask her a question or Kaylee can be involved or whatever. Like it doesn't matter the scenario, but we can really quickly get an answer to something versus, you know, slacking someone or emailing someone or right. Or something like, like that. co-working. Yeah. Yeah. It's really easy to connect with each other on that. Um, one of the things in our core values that um, we put some programs in place for is our core value that says work hard, live well. It's our very first core value. It's a favorite among many people on our team. Um, but one thing that we did really strategically, and this goes back to loving on your team and fostering a team, is before we had a program called Slack. We were communicating through phone calls, text messages, emails, in person, um, probably DMs. I mean, like literally everywhere. And we were more often texting or getting on the phone more often than emailing or doing it through a business platform. And I am someone who works all hours of the day. (laughs) I don't necessarily work a nine to five. I work when it's convenient for me as a single mom. I just kind of have to. And I was calling Kaylee late at night, or I was texting Will, who used to be on the team, who was our delivery manager, or I would be calling John, or I'd be texting someone else, and and people felt like they had no um, boundaries when it came to work and life. And this is before the core value was a thing, but we decided, you know what, it's not fostering a great relationship and a great boundary to work. Not everyone's like me. People do like a structure of their hours at work. And so what is something that we can put in place to where communication happens and they don't feel like they have to drop everything they're doing, like making dinner, putting kids to bed or anything like that? What can we put together to where there is more of a boundary? And they don't feel like they're working all the time. And so that's where Slack came into play. Um, (laughs) Slack's also free, guys. It's free. Yeah, it's completely free. I don't know how they make money. If if you want more photo storage or something, because we've gotten a few. But that's true. That's true. If you want to store things within Slack, maybe that's how they do it. I'm sure larger, much larger companies who use Slack, they probably need that feature. So the larger companies are paying for a smaller companies to use it for free, I guess. Um, But we put together Slack because it was important to really keep communication in one place and by channel and not have to be like, well, did Cam tell me that over text? Let me go check my text. So no, she didn't do that. Maybe it's in an email. Nope, it's not an email. Maybe she called me about it. Like, where are we communicating about Yeah. So. I wanted to go check in mine and yours text messages and see how many times we've actually texted because literally probably like 10 times. And they were probably about one the main or something. bulk of our communication is through um, Slack or email or whatever. And then, of course, when we're here in person. But, yeah, I was able to easily scroll. That's not that many text messages for me have worked yeah. here five months or four months or whatever it is. So, right. Love Slack. Not yeah. that I don't want you to text me. I'm just. 
<laughs> that was Brooke's subtle way of saying, don't text me anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I know, I know. Most of those are probably like lunch right, orders exactly. or something. Um, we do have a rule, though, that if there is an emergency and we have to get a hold of somebody, you can text, you can call. But if it's not an emergency or if someone's not out, like we text each other about lunch orders because it's just easy. Like I don't have to check an app. It's just sure. on my phone. But when it comes to business and work stuff, we decided, you know what, if it's an emergency, if I need like not even an emergency, but if I need an answer right now. Like, I cannot wait for tomorrow, then we text or then we call. Um, and that's the only reason that, that we use that outside of office hours. So what are, I would say, your first three things that you are grateful for on this team? And what do you feel like, um, I guess this is like a combination question, the top three things that make you excited to be on our team and why those are your top favorite things? Okay. Number one is, which it's funny, we we're just talking about this, but my work-life balance is incredible. Like, I'm not just saying this because I'm on a podcast right now. It truly is. I feel like I don't go home and think about work all the time. It's not consuming my brain. Like, I think about it when I'm here and I care about it, of course. But when I go home, it's not the front of my mind. I'm thinking about spending time with the people I love. And that is something that I've wanted for years. And so that's my number one. Number two, probably working with you guys, my team. I think I love each and every one of you. And you all are teaching me different things about myself. And um, I don't know, I'm just growing, I think. And then... I didn't ask Brooke these questions before, so she's coming up with these. Um, maybe just the creative aspect of my job. Me and Kaylee kind of work together on a lot of things, but it's just fun that my job is to help create content, to make graphics on Illustrator, to do stuff like that. I just think that's really cool, and it's like my three favorite things. <laughs> good. Well, I'm so glad. That makes me feel good as the owner of a business that those were the intentions set out and you actually are yeah. doing those. So great. Awesome. Well, this wraps up an episode all about fostering your team. I hope it's been helpful. Um, the biggest thing is going back to those core values. I know we talked about it in the last episode, all about your core values, why they're important to when you are hiring people, but also when they get on your team. We don't want our employees just to learn about our core values in the um, interview process or in the training process, we want them to be a part of our daily and weekly lives. And so that would probably be my number one place to start is start with some core values and then also get those documents in place before you hire people, have the employee handbook and have the SOPs and have some training documents before you actually get to the hiring process. I think that's super important as well. And then just continue fostering that team. Continue building the relationship with the people on your team. Hey there, want to know the number one thing event professionals should invest in to take their business to the next level? Easy to use cloud-based rental software. That, my friends, is Good Shuffle Pro. Grow your event design and decor company when you partner with a software built exclusively for your industry. Get paid quickly with electronic, Contracts and digital payments keep track of your inventory and give your clients an easy, breezy experience. 
head to rendereducate.co backslash goodshuffle or the link in our show notes for a free 30-day trial of Good Shuffle Pro. Hey there, want to know the number one thing event professionals should invest in to take their business to the next level? Easy to use cloud-based rental software. That, my friends, is Good Shuffle Pro. Grow your event design and decor company when you partner with a software built exclusively for your events. Get paid quickly with electronic contracts. Gosh, why can't I say that right? Okay. Get paid quickly with electronics, contracts, digital payments, and keep track of your inventory and give your clients an easy, breezy experience. Head to rendereducate.co backslash goodshuffle or the link in our show notes for a free 30-day trial of Goodshuffle Pro. Those are my top suggestions before you start your team. All right, Brooke, do we have a review to read? Okay, so it's another short and sweet one, but still so nice. This one says, I've learned so much from this podcast already. Thanks, Cam, for being the host of one of the best podcasts I've listened to. And it's just like a random username doesn't have their name spelled out. So I can't give them a shout out, but. (laughs) Awesome. Well, if you want us to read your review on the podcast, please write a review. Go to Apple Podcasts, scroll to the bottom. There's a purple little button that says write a review. All right. Thanks for joining in this week and we'll see you next week.